everyone, Shu Allegra here. Um, and again, this is another episode of the Shu Allegra podcast. And I'm inviting some of my people, people that I love and admire, just to talk about things that we all encounter in life. And sometimes, you know, maybe small topics that we think, oh, it's no big deal. And then when we dig into like, oh, yeah, this is a big deal. I have to be careful and take you know, advantage of all the tips and resources that are being shared. And today is one of those things. So I have my very friend, my very good friend and coach, um, Shaniqua here, and we'll be talking about embracing change. So I'll let you give you a chance to introduce yourself and then we'll get started. Okay, well, thank you for that introduction. So hey, everybody, my name is Shaniqua Cannon. I am the Master Brand Story Coach. Um, and what I help people do is find and leverage their story for income, impact, and influence. Um, I'm a big believer that what we are here to do is to be the gift to the world and to help people um, through what, whatever it is that we feel like we're purposed to help them through. We're not here to live on an island alone. That, that's not how we're here. So um, it's all about stories. And that, that is the way that we connect to people. And that is the way that we walk in our own authority and our own purpose. Yes, yes. Oh my, so just a background for people who don't know, I guess, how we connected. Um, <laughs> so I was right after my stroke, kind of that crossroad, like, okay, what do I do now? And I couldn't do all the things I've done before, I, back then I couldn't drive, I could you know, barely talk some days, I could barely get my thoughts together. And I just knew there, was, there had to be something more. And I wanted to still share again, give my, you know, give my expertise, my knowledge, you know, share with others, but I had to find a different venue to do that, a different outlet. And that's when we, you know, we connected and she you know, really had helped me use my story for impact and influence. And I mean, the rest is history. Like I started, when I joined her program, I was writing the stress relief method. And from there, it's like, yeah, I don't know how many books I've been part of and written now. I think last we counted, we were at 19. Um, and that was just been like two years ago. Yeah, like the couple workbooks, there's a you know, few um, collaboration projects. But it's just been amazing how you helped me kind of leverage my own story and use it to make you notes, know, to, to impact other people's lives. And and earlier when we were talking, I forgot to tell you this. So the stress relief method, I can't tell you how many times people have been reaching out to me for that. Like I had re just recently, the past maybe two weeks, I had a group of moms, um, who, uh, moms in here locally reached out to me to come and speak to their kind of PTO um, kind of a group, moms and at the schools and stuff. And then actually on this coming Friday, I am going to be speaking to up to, I think it's between it 300 preschool teachers from Head Start about oh how those, God. yeah, and I just gave me chills. And I was a consultant for the same Head Start and I was there, you know, help with behavioral health stuff. And then when they reached out to me, I'm like, really? So yeah, and the stress relief method that, is that insane. I love. I'm so, so proud yeah. of you. <laughs> and I'm actually doing a course too. Um, so again, just like the past few months, couple months that people reached out to me for this. There's actually a web, a online, um, an online summit for um, special ed teachers and therapists. And um, it's actually supposed to be an autism conference, but they're like, no, we want more than just you no know, autism thing. Like what everybody can benefit. So they reach out to me and they're like, your stress relief method. I'm like, oh my, yes, sure, I'll do that. Okay. So thank you. I mean, all that's to say, just thank you for anyone listening. Like if you have those things, you know, the stories, we all have stories inside of us. They're just sitting there. 
everybody for me that was that it was a stress relief method like getting it out and then today as i said i built so much so much just from that one book is whether it's the courses on the online summit conferences coaching and many many other books after that so anyway so that was how I'm i embraced so change <laughs> yeah Thank you so much, honestly. Like I'm forever, forever grateful um, for just for who you are and what you do. Um, so that's Thank how you. I am. <laughs> because my... you know, it's um, just real quick. It's not mm -hmm. enough to get help. Mm -hmm. You also have to step in action. Yes. You know, um, and I know the topic is about embracing change, and that's the thing. Is like when you are positioned to play and to step into your purpose when you are in that position you have the opportunity to either step or stay stagnant you know what i mean mm -hmm. and so there were you know in in your in the first class of walking authority there were 20 people wow. and you were one of the four to finish your book and um, so i i when i say thank you i do say thank you because as a coach that's social proofing for me Mm -hmm. But even more than that, as a human being, that's letting me know that I'm on track yes. and yeah. that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that, that validation is saying that you are a blessing as much as you say that I was to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. So, yeah, so I guess in your own life, you know, um, looking at, I guess, your own journey, how have you embraced change? I ran from change for, for a long time, you know. Um, I, I've been a teacher for 13 years, and I quit twice. Mm -hmm. And the first time I quit was after 10 years. Um, I did not know that I was just making it. Mm. You know, I, I, my kids, my two kids, they were older. Um, and as a teacher in Miami, I was only making like $43,000. Uh, the standard of living in Miami was seventy thousand dollars. Um, you know, I was just making it like my head was above water. I wasn't drowning. I wasn't over in debt. I was managing to pay things on time. Mm. And then change happened. Then I became pregnant with um, twins. On top of that, mm. at and, and my youngest at the time was fourteen years old. So it was basically doing this thing all over again. And the fear I had upon knowing that I was pregnant came to life because I was like, this is gonna be hard. And it was so hard to the fact that I, I got evicted mm -hmm. while they were just four months old. I came home from work on a Friday. I had, first of all, I had to go back to work after eight weeks, um, which was hard. Yeah. And then, um, and I had a C-section and everything, so it was really hard. And um, I came home on a Friday, had the eviction notice that said I had 24 hours to get out. Wow. I'm panicked and I'm trying really hard to, to move everything. Mm -hmm. um, and I, the reason I had an eviction notice is because I was put on bed rest and then maternity leave. So I was months behind. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, so moving fast off of that, we slept on the floor with my mm -hmm. twins. Like the furniture, we got it in storage right away, whatever. Um, we slept on the floor and then uh, a friend of mine contacted me and she said, no, fight this. Let mm -hmm. the judge know why you were behind. Mm 
Mm -hmm. And that Monday I took off of work. I went to the courts. I stayed at the courts like all day, wrote the petition. I had money mm -hmm. saved from my income to pay. Um, I had to put it in an escrow or something. Mm -hmm. Good faith, I guess, to say that I was going to pay it. Okay. And so, um, and he granted it. We had mediation. I was able to stay. Yeah. But it was from that moment forward that I realized it wasn't enough to be just enough. Mm -hmm. It wasn't enough to be okay. Um, what people call comfortable, honestly, isn't comfortable. Mm -hmm. It's just familiar. Like mm -hmm. You are familiar with the things that you go through. You're familiar with all those things. So I was used to waiting for taxes, to do things for my kids, mm -hmm. you know, making it through those last few months of the year. Like I was used to that and it was just a thing. But when the twins came, it was like, you can't now you got diapers and daycare and all these extra bills that mm -hmm. I didn't have. And so, um, so I quit, I quit that, that summer because I felt, how can I take care of other people's kids and I can't take care of mine. Mm. And so I quit. And then I went, holy smokes, who in the world am I now? Mm. 10 years I've been a teacher. And that was my whole identity. So who am I? How do I show up? What's my voice? How do, you know, and so I got really lost. I got really afraid. Mm -hmm. um, I took out my retirement and everything. But by the time that year ended, I didn't know anything else. And I went back to teaching. Mm -hmm. And so I kept running from the change. I kept running from my voice. I kept running from the things God was pulling me towards mm -hmm. um, until finally, Two years ago, I couldn't run anymore because I was in the back of an ambulance truck mm -hmm. and I was looking at death. Um, mm -hmm. Didn't realize it at first, but I was looking at death. I had pulmonary embolisms in my lungs. And that's when I realized I don't want to leave this as a legacy for my daughter. I have other kids, but I'm thinking of my daughter at that moment, you know, because I'm like, my little girl doesn't need to see her mom living like this. And so I'm like, this is not the legacy. I don't want to leave struggle. I don't want to leave hardship. I don't, these generational curses that I was mm -hmm. carrying forward mm -hmm. that my mom went through, my grandma, you know, like yeah. and so on and so forth. And I had to embrace this change that I couldn't even see. Um, and I had to ask for it myself, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like, okay, God use me, which y'all know is the worst and the best prayer you can use. Because when you tell God, all right, here I am. He's yep. like, okay. <laughs> okay, are you sure? Because <laughs> you done running. Because I got stuff for you. And let me tell you, that stuff is as scary as the other stuff because mm -hmm. it's unknown and it's big. And you, you start going, uh, this is too big for me. Are you sure? Like you, you have your Moses moment, like, yo, mm -hmm. God, I don't, I don't know what you what? <laughs> like save people. I'm still struggling. Like just last year, you know, and he's like, no, that was last year. Mm. Hey, you know, so it, it's, yeah. Embracing change is, it requires, it requires a few things. It requires faith. Yes. Um, but what I learned about myself and maybe some of you guys can all identify what I learned about myself is my faith was fine. Mm. My faith in God was fine. My faith in myself my trust in my decision-making, mm -hmm. my belief in myself 
those things, those were totally shredded. And mm -hmm. so um, that was my word, my phrase of the year was faith and trust. Mm -hmm. No, it's believe and trust in yourself. And that too required change because you have to go, I'm not my bad decisions. Mm -hmm. No, I'm not those decisions from yesterday. I have new decisions to make. Yes. So I can make them informed. I can make them with faith mm -hmm. and I can move forward. Yes. Yeah. Oh my so. goodness. Yeah. I talked a lot. <laughs> it's good stuff. And I'm sitting here, I mean, you know my story. So I'm just like, you're nodding. Like, I remember those moments where like you're literally facing, you know, death right there in your face. You're like, this is not how I want to die. It was, it's like you said, it's not even just how I want to die, but I don't want to leave this legacy if I die today. Right. And it's like, yeah. you, and you, then your reason to embrace change becomes bigger than yourself. You know, it just like you, for me, That's like I think with my kids, I think about all the things that I wish I would have done and could have done. And like, I'm going to die and this is it, you know, for me it was a stroke. Like, this is it? No. Like, if I'm coming back from this, like, I have to make sure that every single day I'm doing something to use my gifts, to you know, leave a legacy that's bigger and greater than myself. And of course, you know, for me, it started with writing. And today, like, I know all those books will outlive me, you know, and I'm glad that I did that. Um, but it is scary. It is scary to not even just you know realize that our lives as much as our lives are our own or not our own if that makes sense you know oh, like anything we're sense. doing now and we'll ever do impact so many other people that we might have not even know at all so realizing that like you know it's is this it you know this status quo that i'm leaving you know living is this worth leaving you know as a legacy Ooh. to others so yeah uh so thank you for sharing that though but then I, I, my other question would be like in, you know, through of going, being a teacher, going out, come, you know, running away from, you know, your calling and then running back into it and realizing, like you say, you can't run no more. Um, what are some actually, maybe not action steps, but maybe strategies that helped you in the process of kind of embracing that change? Um, Really quickly, before I get into that, you, you said something that was super powerful is that um, your life is your own, yes, but it's not your own. Mm -hmm. um, and I will tell you, that is one of the most humbling of phrases is mm -hmm. the fact that someone else's breakthrough rests on your decision to break through, like to, to move forward. And yeah. so strategically looking at your own life um, in order to embrace the changes that are coming and to face forward instead of running backwards is um, get real with yourself, first of all. Mm. And what I mean by that is take a look, a real look at what it is that you are telling you about you. Mm. You know, um, look through See, I'm a person who looks backwards to look forward. You know, a lot of people are like, don't look back. You're not going that way. I get that. But, you, um, know how, yeah. but <laughs> you know, like, uh, just a quick side tangent. I have ADHD. And the, the one that I have, the, the version of it I have, is that I have the inability to plan forward, mm. which is really hard. Because if I can't see it, I can't plan it, mm -hmm. which is really weird. But what I'm able to do is look back and see patterns and then see the lessons and then move forward on that and create something off of that. So 
all the exercises, for instance, that I take my clients through, we always go backwards first. Mm. Because a lot of the time, what is standing in front of your way, a lot of the times, the part that's, that's building up that fear, again, rests in your own decision-making from before, mm. okay? So even if it's something that tragic happened to you that you really didn't make the choice, you might be blaming yourself for that. Um, or, you know, you might be upset at yourself. Like, um, I don't, I don't want to trigger anybody, but like, for instance, I went through sexual assault and I actually got really pissed at myself for saying nothing because it's like, you could have stopped this. And so I had to understand and, and everybody needs to do this, but you need to understand that you made the best decision at that time with the information and the state you were in at that time. And that is nothing to be ashamed of. That is nothing to be afraid of. Um, and so as you stand here today with a whole new set of information, and this is why we look back, because so that we can we can understand what the truth of the story really is. And also, not just understand that, but understand your power because a lot of people quit life over the things that we have moved through. Mm -hmm. You know, um, there's a phrase of, you know, the things that you go through, but you have to remember that, that key word of through. Through meant I went mm -hmm. from this point and I'm on this point. And so if you're on the other side of it, you are a pretty amazing person. <laughs> like you are stronger than the people who quit you're not relying on any addictions, even if you had addictions and you beat them, you are exercising tenacity, persistence, strength. Um, and if you are not gone, if you have another day, if you're taking another breath, that means you have purpose because there's a reason you're still here. And so that's one of the things that really helps push forward and push past um, anything standing in the way is I'm still here. Mm -hmm. I still have more to do. I'm more amazing than I give myself credit for. Mm -hmm. And I am not my bad decisions. Mm -hmm. I am my today decisions. And what decisions am I making today? Yeah. Oh, I love it. I'm not, yeah. I'm a today decision. It's so easy to, you know, as we look backwards, you know, it's important to look back to know you have where you're headed. Um, but also sometimes people look back, like you say, and get stuck there. Like, you know, oh my goodness, mm -hmm. so the decision I made before, and then you get stuck there and that doesn't help you embrace change and move forward. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, yeah. That is so, 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 um, not just inspiring, but it's empowering, you know, as, as we embrace change in our lives. So as you've been embracing change, you know, for your own lives, uh, your own life, have you found that is more beneficial to do it alone or and I, I probably know the answer to this but i want to hear your version of it um to do it alone to kind of forge your own way or to actually embrace change with others and let people in to kind of guide you and mentor you and even partner with you in your change um i am gonna say i i've been blessed like i said i've been blessed to um step forward and do this course um, in which you were part of, and then uh, another course. And one of the things that I got to see was how doing it alone wasn't the best decision. Because doing it alone made me drag my feet, um, allowed me to bring excuses forward, um, made me feel like I was alone and lonely, and opened up the door to depression and thoughts that I shouldn't have. 
-hmm. when I was trying to do it alone. But watching you guys work together as part of a group and becoming part of that, like in the line of coach and, and student really got blurred a lot of the time because we were growing together. And it's really important that you have that gas in your vehicle on this journey called life. And so that gas is your guidance, accountability, and support. It's like you need somebody who's a few steps ahead of you to, to be your headlights, to show you the way. Um, but then you need somebody in that car with you, making sure your behind is awake, <laughs> that you are still driving, that your hands are on the wheel. Um, Jesus doesn't want your wheel. He's your GPS. He wants you to keep your hands on the wheel. You got work to do. And then also support. So you need that other person or other people who are not just holding you accountable because they might come a little bit harsh, but that support who's letting you know you're doing a good job. Keep going. I'm here cheering for you. We're going to do this. You know, like that, that constant chatter that is going to counteract the chatter you got going on in your head. You know, like you might be telling yourself, I'm stupid, I can't do this. And somebody else is going, oh my gosh, you're so amazing. You're so talented. I love this gift. And you're like, what gift? It's easy for me. And they're like, uh, it ain't easy for me. You know? right. So it is really important that you are outside of you, you know? Um, and then of course, bring your spirit with you. Like I, I journal, I, my, you know, my prayers are written. Mm -hmm. I too scattered to do them in my head but my prayers are written. And so I, I take God with me or I walk with God or I drive with, like I said, he's your GPS, your God positioning system. So he's telling you where the destination is, even though you might not know, but you're getting it turn by turn. And the gas is going to be the people you surround yourself with. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's really important that you're not doing this alone and that you realize you really aren't alone. Um, because for instance, when I was in that hospital, uh, dealing with the, the pulmonary embolisms, and I was by myself, like literally by myself, um, dealing with this, this diagnosis of, and, and the reality of, I could have dropped dead and wouldn't have even known, because I didn't even know what was wrong with me. Like, I didn't even know anything was wrong with me um, until like that night. Um, but then one of my friends, Wanda, who was a student of mine in the writing group, she reaches out to me and she's a nurse and she says, let me talk to your nurse because I didn't know how to communicate with the medical professionals, uh, some non-professionals. Yeah. And she got on the phone with the nurse for me and was asking her all the questions. And I was just like, holy man, I'm not alone. You know, um, oh man, it's brought tears in my eyes. But it's the truth. It's like, you feel like you're alone, but you're really not. That's your brain. And it's really important that you look around your car and see who's with you. Mm. Sorry. Woo. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Ooh, yeah. It meant to that, right? And, and, and you know that. I think through every season of life, we should have at least three people with us. And maybe three groups of people. But like you said, people who are ahead of you, kind of guiding you. People are in the car with you, you know, like we're there with you, like peers that you can relate to and you know that, you know, they get it. But also I think, you know, we should have people who are maybe a step or two behind us that we can be encouraging, that we can move moving forward, kind of paying it, you know, paying it forward yeah. in this kind of way. So yeah, it, it is so important. And I think when we do things alone, 
not only it takes more energy, it takes more time. You're trying to figure out and, you know, yes, there's a lot of things that, you know, are definitely a learning curve, but I think we extend that learning curve because we're trying to do it on our own. And then when we have others with us, not even encourage us to keep us going, but sometimes it helps us take healthy shortcuts, you know? Yeah. And it helps you get there faster and more efficiently and, you know, do it better. Um, so yeah, definitely, you know, I totally echo what you said, like doing alone is not the way to go. So for anyone listening, if you're, you know, embracing change of any type, in any area of your life, you know, look around you, you know, find those three people, three groups of people to kind of be with you for that journey. Definitely. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I you know you and I can talk all night, <laughs> uh, but for the sake of our listeners, how can people connect with you? How can they follow you? What you have going on that you know they can be part of? Uh, excellent. Well, they can go to my website, Shaniqua.com. Um, there, they'll be greeted with my welcome video and an invitation to my group, which is also um, on that page, and it's called The Story Sellers. Um, and so that's where I am on Facebook. You can find me in that group. I'm pretty accessible. Um, and then on Instagram, they can find me at Shaniqua Cannon, S-H-A-N-E-E-Q-U-A, Cannon, C-A-N-N-O-N, um, on Instagram and LinkedIn, I'm Shaniqua. So wherever you are, I'm there. <laughs> um, you know, I dabble in everything. Just send me messages. I'm pretty open and receptive to um, helping when I can or helping how I can or pointing you in the direction of people who can help, you know. Mm -hmm. And a quick note on that is like, as well as having people along with you, one of the hardest things that I've learned to do as a person who had been a single mom for like 17 years, mm -hmm. 17, 20, something like that. It was a lot. Um, and when you are the strong person, we, t we tend to forget how to open our mouth mm -hmm. and let people know that we need our help or we need their help or we need some kind of help or just let them know we're lost and we don't even know what to say. Mm -hmm. Because as I said, Wanda spoke to a nurse for me, but I had to let somebody know that I was having problems, you know, that I was feeling afraid, you know? And so it's really important, you know, not just to have people there, but to have people, but to let people know they're needed there. Mm -hmm. Because you being afraid to ask for a blessing might block them from getting theirs. True. But anyway, <laughs> I don't want to go deeper. <laughs> so like I said, you can find me at Shaniqua, S-H-A-N-E-E-Q-U-A dot com. And all your questions, my social media, all that stuff is there. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much, you know, just for being you and sharing the gift of you with you know, the rest of the world. I so, so appreciate you. And for anyone, please go check our website. And yeah, we all have stories inside of us. So I, I and yeah, I can't, I cannot, I can't rec recommend her enough. Um, but definitely go check our website and see all the different ways she can help you and support you in sharing your gift with the world as well. All right, guys, see you next time. Thank you.